Hi, this is a look behind and rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. One of the cool things about growing up in a semi-rural suburban neighborhood was the opportunity to explore the various natural wonders that could be found only a short walk or bike ride away. For example, just 10 minutes away from our house was a large, undeveloped piece of land where the grasses, bushes, trees, and vines were so overgrown it resembled the Amazon rainforest. Or so it seemed to a little kid like me. And you know that movie, A River Runs Through It? Well, in this case, we didn't have a big raging river, just a small trickling brook. It was called the Peach Orchard Brook, but it was more than enough to spark our imagination and help us to fantasize playing the role of wilderness explorer. Me and my friend Paul were like pint-sized versions of Stanley and Livingstone, Lewis and Clark, or maybe Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> In any case, we felt like we were making history, venturing out into the wild, uncharted territory on the road to Timbuktu. <laughs> Maybe we need some dramatic music here just to set the mood. Ah, that's good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, one day, Paul and I set out on a mission. We were bound and determined to explore the unknown worlds of the Peach Orchard Jungle. We rode our bikes to the entrance of this foreboding, weed-infested, five-acre plot of wilderness. And like good scouts, we carefully hid the bikes under the bridge, throwing some fallen branches and leaves over them so no bad guys could find them. We did, after all, have enough presence of mind to plan for unforeseen circumstances, making sure that our escape route would be there when we needed it. Of course, being only eight years old at the time, we didn't think of any other necessities, like bringing along survival gear or even food and drink for our long journey. I guess we just assumed we'd be home for lunch. But anyway, there we were, trudging through the wilderness. There's a small dirt path that we we're trying to follow. Obviously, someone else, or a lot of someone else's, had blazed the way before us a long time ago. But in the years since then, the wild grasses, weeds, and bushes had totally taken over in some areas, making the path somewhat impassable to us two-legged explorers. It was so overgrown, we wished we'd brought along a machete or something to help clear the path. But we hadn't, so we tried to make the best of it. Every once in a while, we heard some leaves rustling or maybe the sounds of some woodland creatures. No doubt they were laughing at us as we tried to invade their natural habitat. We were so young, we literally had no idea of what other wildlife was lurking out there. Sure, we could see frogs and toads and fishes making their way down the very shallow waters of Peach Orchard Brook. But as to larger, furry, four-legged creatures, we were totally ignorant of what dangers might be out there, hidden in the thick brush like bobcats, cougars, or even ferocious cows from the local dairy farm. <laughs> At one point, we stumbled upon a clearing where we discovered what looked like a whole colony of long-lost, crumbling stone monoliths. Actually, in reality, they were only a bunch of broken-up concrete sidewalks dumped there by some anonymous contractor who figured 
that this vacant lot was as good a place as any to dispose of some unwanted construction materials. But in our eyes, it looked like the lost pyramids of some far-off land. So we climbed over, around, and through this new obstacle course, jumping from one concrete peak to another, being very careful not to break an ankle in the process. And since I had very strong tendencies, even at that young age, to be somewhat of a klutz, I knew very well in the back of my mind that I was literally taking my life in my hands as we jumped up and scrambled from one broken-up sidewalk fragment to another. But more about klutziness in just a moment. Anyway, after we'd had our fill of playing jackrabbit on the stone pyramids of Peach Orchard Brook, we continued our exploration. A little further along, beyond the dump site, were some puddles of water that had collected near the concrete debris. My friend Paul wanted to roll up his pants and wade right in, but I was a little bit more cautious. Since we hadn't gone out on this hike fully prepared with anything like rubber galoshes or army boots, I didn't think it wise to just plunge my feet into any old mud puddle. After all, you never knew what dangers lurked below the surface of the water. It would be just my luck to get dragged under by some Loch Ness monster or a bunch of blood-sucking piranha. So I passed. After a while, the two of us got bored with our wilderness adventure. We were now at the other end of the jungle, far away from where we had left our bikes. But it was then that we spotted a brand new challenge. Someone had started building a new home on the edge of the undeveloped lot. The foundations had been laid, the wooden framework and roof had gone up, and the builders had apparently just started working on the interior, roughing in the drywall and floors. Now this being after hours, close to sunset, there were no longer any workers in sight, so this unfinished house beckoned to us like a mysterious Pandora's box, just waiting for us to venture inside. Now you have to remember, in those days, builders didn't worry so much about security. They hadn't installed any windows or doors yet, so the building was wide open for two young kids to just waltz in the front door and check things out. And so we did. Being as it was now getting pretty dark inside, we had to feel our way along the shadowy hallways. Kind of like the funhouse at Asbury Park never knowing what possible scary monsters awaited us between the unclad 2 by 4s that would later become finished walls. But as it turned out, the danger was not so much a supernatural threat as it was a very ordinary one, caused by contractors leaving things in a very unfinished state. As I was walking through one of the dark hallways, my foot caught on some invisible obstacle on the floor. I stumbled, falling down on my hands and knees. And wouldn't you know it, my leg hit a sharp nail that was just sticking up, waiting to trap the first klutz who walked through that corridor. I cried out in pain, not even knowing what bit me or how serious the injury was. Of course, at that point, we both decided to cut short our adventure and head for home. The bad part was we had to retrace our steps all the way through the deep, sinister jungle to get back to our bikes. So it was already pretty dark when I got home. And my greatest fear was that because of staying out late, well beyond my usual curfew, that my parents would impose some kind of punishment, like not allowing me to watch television that night. And I have to confess, 
That was the one night I was really looking forward to camping out in front of the TV. You see, that night, they were airing an Esther Williams special. Or shall I say, spectacular. Remember Esther Williams? She did for synchronized swimming what the June Taylor dancers did for choreography. Seeing Esther and all her beautiful swimming mermaids would have been a real treat. One that I'd been planning to enjoy all week long. Well, fortunately, I did not discover the full extent of my flesh wound until later that night when I changed out of my jeans for pajamas. And the matter of coming home after dark also turned out to be not as serious as I thought. I was still able to watch Esther Williams perform her swimming pool acrobatics as planned. However, out of sheer ignorance or abject fear, I never did have that wound looked at. And lucky for me, it never turned into something more serious like tetanus or lockjaw. But this incident did put a damper on my explorations. I tried to stay away from most wilderness hikes well into my adult years. The one most important moral of this story, however, is once a klutz, always a klutz. And that proved true on more than one occasion in the years to come. But those are stories for another day. I'm Tom Nielsen, and you've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. See you next time.